0: Kyle Trask has been making the quarterback competition that wasn't a real battle, but has he taken the lead over Baker Mayfield? That and more on today's episode of Locked On Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Wednesday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow me, your host for today's episode, David Harrison, on Twitter at dHarrison82. Bucks staff writer for BucksGameDay.com, Power Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, and I'm here where we are here, somebody from Lockdown Bucks is here with you Monday through Friday, uh, along with our everydayers, and of course, we always appreciate our everydayers for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. On today's episode, I'm joined by BucksGameDay.com owner and founder, Logan Robinson, who has been on ground every single day at Tampa Bay Buccaneers training camp to share his insights and thoughts on some of the biggest stories. We're not going to get to them all, but it's okay. We will have Logan on at a later date as well to keep us refreshed and keep us updated on what's going on down there at the Advent Health Training Center. So without further ado, here's Logan Robinson. All right, joining the show here for us on Locked on Bucks today is Logan Robinson, founder and owner at Noel Game Day, at Bucks Game Day, at UFC Knockout, on Twitter, at Logan's Twitty. Be very nice in the comment section because he is my boss, so don't get me in trouble, Locked on Bucks listeners and viewers. Uh, Logan, I appreciate you joining uh, the show, obviously, and I appreciate you continuing to provide uh, a, a lot of – I don't know. I'm not even talking about the Bucks Game Day – crew right i I think we're pretty good too but no game day a lot of great coverage over there for our seminoles fans that are listeners uh and then of course ufc is is a new project relatively new project that you've taken on that i understand is is having some really good success i wouldn't know because i'm not a ufc guy but i hear it's pretty popular
1: it is rocking right now a great one a great little thing to start off going into the fall with mma knockout but now being fully solidified here in tampa going through training camp With the heat whole different thing i'm like having to hydrate before we go out there every practice it hits a little bit different than tallahassee so looking forward to the rest of training camp i know we got some fun stuff to talk about uh this afternoon so looking forward to it david thanks for having me on
0: yeah i mean we do absolutely have a lot of fun things to talk about we got to start with the main storyline going on in buccaneers training camp that of course is the most important position on the field the quarterback position and it is the biggest position that this Tampa Bay buccaneers team has no idea right now what they're going to do with it and that of course makes everybody super comfortable one month and a couple weeks away from actual regular season football games account so no issues going on there but heading into this whole competition thing right and and this is where i'm going to kind of uh out myself a little bit i've kind of said baker mayfield is the dude like if we could, if we rewind all the way back to free agency james was actually the first person to bring up on our show Maybe Baker Mayfield is a target for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, And I was against it. I said, I don't, you know, nothing necessarily against Baker per se, but I don't think that's the right move for a lot of reasons. I don't need to recap here. But then he came in and I said, okay, let's reset. Now that he's here, I think he's clearing away the favorite to be the starting quarterback because of ABC and D we've restated over and over again. Our Gators fans who are locked on Bucks listers have told us time and time again, you're sleeping on Kyle. You're not being fair. Kyle Trask is better than you give him credit for. Uh, and Logan, it looks like Kyle Trask might be better than we're giving him credit for. So what's going on with the uh, the quarterback battle going on there in Tampa?
1: Coming out of OTAs, we were on the same page, I think, with everybody and along with Bucks game day, Baker Mayfield was performing better. Uh, the key thing though, that's whenever you're with just Jersey shorts on, you know, mm-hmm. there's no padding, nothing going on there. And you work with a few players or some veterans involved here and there, but, uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield was taking care of the ball better. Uh, he was more efficient getting down the field, better with a deep ball as well, better than uh, Kyle Trask was. But now that we've got into training camp, we've got some pads on now the second day, we're going to our third day tomorrow, with full pads, full practice too. Uh, the full-time limit that the NFL regulates, things have definitely gotten tighter. And, you know, one Mm -hmm. of the bigger specific things is just taking care of the ball. And looking at Dave Canales, listening to also Todd Bowles, that is a huge emphasis what they're putting on this training camp. They've got to take care of the ball this this upcoming season. They cannot give it away. They they just can't. It puts them in a terrible spot in games, and we've seen that before, too. You know, luckily you have Tom Brady, who was very efficient. You know, he would take care of the ball for the most part. You know, last year, a little tricky of a season. But still, yeah. you know, Tom Brady was, a, was really good with, as being a passing guy. You could really rely on him with the ball. But now, you know, you're going into Baker Mayfield, who has his past experiences giving the ball away. And you got Kyle Trask, who doesn't have a lot of NFL starting or any kind of starting experience in the NFL. So there's a ton of question marks there. And right now, Kyle Trask has been better with it. He's, he's taken care of the ball more. He's been better in the red zone. One thing that Baker Mayfield has lacked in his red zone and kind of pressing to double coverage quite a bit, definitely over the middle. That's mm-hmm. something that he's struggled in. And two, you know, worth mentioning also, and I've been meaning to put this in our group chat, David, is there's been tons of deflections at the line. And I really mm-hmm. do think Kyle Trask's, Trask's height is putting him to an advantage here. And, and Baker is struggling, you know, a uh, true rookie, uh, you know, often of, or uh, outside linebacker, uh, Shravase Dennis. He actually caught an interception from Baker Mayfield's deflected ball and made a mm-hmm. great grab uh, diving for it. But it just goes to tell, you know, all throughout camp so far, there's been just a ton of deflections at, at, at the Buccaneers defensive line. And we know the Buccaneers defensive line is – Uh, Is is full of talent there we know that and that's good for these quarterbacks to get that down but still it just seems like sometimes baker is just stressing and pushing things that he doesn't need to do um and so uh, we're going to continue to evaluate it and i'll say one last thing we were at practice yesterday at the advent uh, health uh, training center it was a 7 p.m practice both quarterbacks had a 75 yard drive. Uh, they started from their own 25. The only person, the only quarterback to have a success there was Kyle Trask. He led them all the way down to the goal line. Uh, yeah. Couldn't really tell though if it was a touchdown or not. Just depend on what the coaching staff was going to say there. But on the other side though, Baker Mayfield three and out, and one of those would had to do with a deflection at the line. So mm. we're we're going to see oh. what ends up happening. It's very it's a lot tighter than we had imagined though. David going into what day seven tomorrow.
0: Right, yeah, no, I mean, look, it, you know the, the more mobile uh, quarterbacks get it, looks like almost they're they're almost getting shorter. as as they're getting faster, they're also getting shorter. Mm-hmm. And uh, you look at Bryce Young, who I don't know what they have him listed at, but he's probably about five eight. Uh, and you know it, it's just amazing. and these defensive line coaches, these defense coordinators, they're smart. they know how to counter these things. And they say, okay, if you're gonna run all over the place, we're just gonna box you in and make sure you can't get out. And then when you do throw the ball, we're gonna throw our six foot, three, six foot four, six foot six defensive linemen and can tell them to to stand their arms straight up and try to get those deflections going. Uh, yeah, it's something that you see, I think, more and more here in Washington. Uh, you know, there, there's a very popular drill where uh, the defensive line coach literally throws a volleyball up and the defensive linemen have to go up and get it uh, and spike it back down. So, I mean, that's that's something that they're physically training for uh, around the National Football League. So this 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 quarterback controversy, or not saying controversy, but competition reminds me of a quarterback controversy that I've covered in my past in the National Football League. And it was really interesting because in that situation, we had a quarterback that clearly had the better resume, but then you had a quarterback that clearly had the better heart. And, and, and I put it that way because essentially the players wanted to play for the guy that, like you said, kind of took better care of the ball. Like stereo, stereotype or, 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 or whatever you want to uh, prototype wise, one quarterback fit the mold better, quote unquote, but the other quarterback was the more, more smart quarterback, protected the ball better. And that's the guy that they wanted to play for. Do you get a sense with the Buccaneers roster that there is one guy or another that this team would rather play for, or are they truly kind of I call it Sweden. Are they Sweden in this competition saying, you know what dude, whoever wins will fight for either guy or is there or do you think there's a guy who's kind of winning the hearts and minds of this roster right now? You
1: can tell it's been a smooth transition for Baker since arriving in Tampa. He's got that personality. It's not as that it's not the outgoing personality that uh, is gonna be like, hey, You know, I'm making plays on the field. I'm doing my thing, but then I'm gonna go ahead over here and press a few things. I'm gonna give the ball away where the team is like, okay, well, uh, this is not my guy anymore. I think for Kyle Trask, he doesn't have the outgoing personality, as we all know. He says that to the media every time we interview Mm -hmm. him. He's not gonna be like Baker Mayfield and be a boisterous guy. But I'm glad you brought that up, David, because one thing that I've seen and. Probably like maybe the last four training camp practices. Kyle Trask, I don't know if it's just because he's built confidence and maybe. He has in his brain. He's maybe having a bit of outperforming ability over Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield right now. I see him interacting a whole lot more with his team. You know, there was a, you know, we put out a piece of Bucks game day. There was a hit on Rashad White yesterday, Mm -hmm. uh, last night. And, you know, Kyle Trask was immediately into that situation. And he's turning into more of a vocal leader. And I think he's built some confidence. He's taking care of the ball better. Uh, And, you know, there's still some things that he's got to work on, you know, specifically deep ball wise and and connecting down there. Baker Mayfield, I think, has the better has the better uh, play there right now. Uh, and training camp at least. But Kyle Trask has confidence and, and it's building yeah. it's building. I'm interested to see how that looks like in a week from now if that continues to go that way because eventually this this coaching staff is going to have to pick a starting quarterback sooner rather than later to solidify this team and get them on the same page. So uh, that I'm glad you brought that up though because I've really noticed that. I've been meaning to put that in our group chat and I want to keep on watching that as we go into tomorrow because if Kyle Trask can start building that confidence, I think that only helps him and boosts him, boosts him a little bit more than what we might have thought after OTAs, where he did have some a little bit of struggles here and there. And he even admitted that. He felt a little rusty Mm -hmm. going into those OTAs, but now it seems like something's clicking. And plus, you're further now into David Canales' offense, and you're understanding where these guys are running their routes, where they're cutting better. And so building chemistry with his wide receivers, his talent around him, his tight ends too, which are going to play a major factor in 2023, it's only helping him more. So you know, I, I think Baker knows that he's on his on his heels, too. This isn't just given to Baker Mayfield to be the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and look, our, our Gators fans, Gator fan listeners are probably taking victory laps in the YouTube comments right now. Well deserved as as they deserve to. Uh, Kyle Trask certainly doing a great job of making sure that this non-competition that some people, uh, including us here at Locked On Bucks, thought was going to take place is actually a competition, maybe a competition that he's going to win. Who does Logan Robinson think deserves to start preseason game week one? We're going to find that out and more from Buccaneers training camp coming up next on this episode of Locked On Bucks, part of Locked On Podcast. Network your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Bucks is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just 20 bucks and you will land $200 in bonus bets whether you win or lose that initial bet that's 200 that you can then bet on everything from money lines to over-unders to who you think is going to hit the first home run if we're looking at some up-to-date world series odds the current favorites are the atlanta braves with plus 300 odds followed by the dodgers your rays and the astros following closely behind And no matter what you're going to wager on you can do it at fanduel all on an app that is safe secure and super easy to use plus when you win you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook So sign up today by visiting fanDuel.com slash locked on and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thanks again for making a locked on, Bucks. First, listen or view today and every day, every day. There's come back tomorrow. James and I will be back to talk more Buccaneers football and more news and notes coming out of the Advent Health Training Center. One buck there in Tampa, Florida. But for now, let's get back to Logan Robinson. All right, we're back here with Logan Robinson, my boss over at BucsGameDay.com, Sports Illustrated Fan Nation site covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Twitter at Logan And Logan, I gave you an entire commercial break to think about this answer, which... Peek behind the curtains, guys. There's actually no commercial break when we're doing this. There's it's literally going right into it. You get the commercial break, which I know some of you don't appreciate. Logan does not. So, Logan, if you had to decide right here and now, because we know how this is going to work, right? Whoever gets the first drive of the first preseason game, what are we all going to say? That's the guy in the lead. That's the guy who's number one right now, right? Mm-hmm. So, let's pretend that's accurate, and that's not necessarily accurate, but let's pretend that's accurate. Who is the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers' first preseason game if you're making that decision? on august 2nd after six practices
1: Mm. hey i'm glad you're highlighting that after six practices so then at least (laughs) whenever this gets out there and it gets clipped we'll go back after and say this was six practices uh you know i think right now from what my gut is telling me the bucks are going to go ahead and put baker mayfield out there for week one Mm. to be the starting quarterback now that could be something that could last two three weeks max in my opinion if things And I think the biggest question mark right now and concerning is giving the ball away and not being able to understand what you're reading ahead of you and priming let's, I'll be honest with you guys. There's about two or three more interceptions that should have been had that were dropped by defensive backs. Another one last night that Mm -hmm. was on that 75 yard drive that was dropped by a defensive back. And it was just late throw and just pushing for, you know, trying to get a first down and keep that drive going there should have been a lot more interceptions on Baker's side. I just think, though, he's going to get smart. I think things will bounce back for him, and tomorrow will be huge. we got a three-day stretch of practices that I think will be really crucial for them as they get ready for their first preseason game against yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers, which will be great for them. And, you know, having great success there from the Pittsburgh Steelers on the defensive side of things, having that pressure on them going to that preseason game will be big. And then they also go and travel up to New York, too, which will be huge. I think mean, that's that's more important than preseason the game in some scenarios. These guys getting some raw offense versus defense, defense versus offense for their starters. Yeah. But, you know, it's been 50-50 for what the Buccaneers staff has put out there. Baker, Kyle, both of them getting first team reps. They, You know, the coaching staff isn't lying to us. It changes every day. Tomorrow will, will be Baker Mayfield's day with the starting unit. But, uh, you know, that can't be an excuse for them for him, though, if he's going against a second team and he's got second team talent around him on the offense you're also facing the second team defense. And if you're still continuing these mishaps, you know, you're really limiting yourself on getting the starting job. So right now I still do think, even though with all of the criticism I just gave, you know, it's really been the last two practices that we've seen Baker have some concerning, um, you know, actions being made with the ball. I think things will bounce back and it'll end up being Baker. If I would, if my guts, if my, if I'm going with my gut, I remember after six practices, though.
0: After six practices, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the big caveat there, right? No, and I, I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, Dave Canales has already said like that decision on who the regular season starter is going to be is not going to be made until the end of the preseason and the training camp period. So, I mean, there's no reason to jump the gun and, and kind of make those those changes uh, right now. So, I think that's that's a good way of looking at it. And you know, and coaches will always remind us too, the offense isn't game planning out there. So they're going out there, they're calling the play, they're running a play, but he's not really scanning the defense for tendencies. He's not. You know preparing for this look from the defense preparing for that look it's literally going out there and you're running uh plays a lot of times for the for the first time second time maybe the third time but now that still doesn't take away the fact that kyle trask is doing the same thing and doing much better so there is that that uh that factor to it so if kyle can keep doing what he's doing i'm sure that he'll find himself uh, in the driver's seat sooner rather than later if baker cannot get his problems fixed so Quarterback obviously dominating a good part of this conversation today for good reason. And we will continue to monitor that situation going throughout training camp. And, and Logan will keep sharing his notes and, and observations from training camp as well. Uh, but let's let's flip to the other side of the ball. And as important as the passer is in today's NFL game, the pass rusher is almost just as important. In fact, on some teams, actually more important, depending on who your who your coach is and what your scheme is, right? So let's talk about the pass rushers. Let's start with Shaq Barrett. He's he's coming back. Uh, We talked a little bit about his press conference here on Lockdown Bucks, but what have you seen from him? I know he says he feels really good and he's got kind of that natural Shaq, you know, kind of kind of persona to him where he doesn't let a whole lot of things outwardly impact him too much. But, you know, we know he's 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 kind of practicing with a little bit of a heavier heart these days. Have you seen the same old Shaq returning or do you think there's still a little bit of a hitch in that Gideon?
1: He's caused some problems for the quarterbacks. He's gotten back there multiple times. Uh, I think I recorded about three or four sacks on him throughout training camp, which is a great sign. They want to see more out of him this upcoming season. You know, coming off of that injury as well too. There's a lot of things that go into him making his comeback, and like you said, a lot of things going on in the behind the scenes that he's had to deal with. But like you said, he does come to practice. This was his getaway. You know, it allows him to. You know, have it out of his mind of things going on. And there's a lot of things, too, with his family that, you know, is also urging him to get out there and compete. And, you know, we see that at training camp. He's a big leader on that defense, too. You know, with the whole Devin White situation going on, I think some of the defense, and even the team overall, but looked at defensive side of things and looked at a veteran that they could go to. And Shaq Barrett is one of those. I know Anthony Nelson, we talked with him uh, earlier uh last week about you know Shaq Barrett and what he brings to the locker room and he's just someone that everybody likes going to and they can allow to yeah. kind of express themselves and if they need advice on anything on the field off the field Shaq Barrett brings that to your organization which is massive but on the field play he's looked good I've been kind of like wait who's number seven what's going on here I'm trying to get the numbers down still <laughs> with the number yeah. changes but Shaq Barrett He's a guy that's flashed, which is a good sign. You know, a lot of these defensive linemen have been bringing a lot of pressure to the quarterbacks, which have been great, but also, too, plugging the run, too. A lot of the interior defensive linemen have been looking good. Uh, But it's been great to see Shaq Barrett, Anthony Nelson, too, making some strides as well, having a good season last year, looking to hopefully improve that even more, which would be big for Todd Bowles' defense going into 2023.
0: Absolutely. And let's let's flip the other side. You kind of mentioned the offensive line a little bit, and I definitely want to talk there. Coach Bowles, you know, recently praised uh, rookie Cody Malk for what he's been able to do. But I think Ryan Jensen to me, you know, is the biggest thing that I want to hear about. Like, what, what's the vibe around Ryan? I know he recently spoke to you guys out there at, at One Buck. So, uh, what's the vibe you're getting from Ryan Jensen? And then, can I get an update on Luke Gedekie? How is the Luke Gedekie right tackle situation happening?
1: So, the good thing, like we talked about earlier, The Buccaneers defensive line is bringing a lot, a lot of pressure right now. And that's allowing us to kind of figure out what this offensive line is going to do. Talent-wise, protecting the quarterback is going to be huge. But going to Cody, uh, you know, he's definitely a rookie. You know, we saw Mm -hmm. him last night, too. Had some one-on-one battles, which I absolutely love. That was one of my favorite things to do in Tallahassee, Mm -hmm. OL versus DL. You really get a good feeling of, all right, here's Vita Vea but how does this look against a true rookie and if you could just imagine with your own head it's you know uh, it's not really fair sometimes not a lot of off, not a lot of offensive line can compete to with Vito with the pressure you know the yeah, strength that he brings with them, but Cody's Cody's had his sign You know his flashes here and there. He's just continuing to have to the work there with his offensive line coaches, and you know he's getting down the system and getting down David Canales' offense. You know it's lucky, luckily it's his first year with him as well. But mm-hmm. I think you're seeing strides, and you know they're going to expect quite a bit this upcoming season from Cody. And you know Todd Bowles is extremely high on him. I know you put out a piece, David, as well. Uh, about him and there there's definitely improvements being made and you know now this is only the second day or now we're going to go into our third day of pads tomorrow we're going to really get a good tell from some of these other guys uh you know and then i you brought up get too that was someone last night too that had some here and there moments where he would have his struggles and then you would see some strides being made i think too with the buccaneers pass rush off the side and I think we're seeing hopefully an improvement. We're not going to be able to tell until we see in week one, but you know, JTS getting back there. We talked about Shaq Barrett, Anthony Nelson as well. Uh has been a good job of picking up some of those problems coming off from the side. Todd Bowles, I think one of the beat members was bringing up to Todd, you know, you're really testing this offensive line early in camp, aren't you? And he said, yeah, you know, we're going to bring it. This is, you know, how I like to run things. And we're going to get these Mm -hmm. guys prepared for week one, get through their preseason games. And Gedeke's been one of those guys that I think Todd Bowles has been testing quite a bit, messing around a few things, getting some different schemes on him and seeing what they're going to get out of him. So. Uh, Definitely some strides being made. I think it's just going to take, you know, getting us another week. Full-on pads is going to tell us quite a bit on what this offensive line is really going to look like. And, you know, we'll have our week one preseason game uh, against the Steelers. and I think that'll be good. But, you know, I'll be be honest with you. With this defensive line pass rush, they've been causing some havoc. But I think that's a good thing in the long run for getting this offensive line prepared.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got a new offensive line. They need to they need to blend together. So apply some heat and, and melt them into uh, hopefully a, a very strong unit to play in front of Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, whoever that's going to be. Speaking of whoever that's going to be, we are going to get some predictions from Logan Robinson. We're going to get some receipts so you guys can remember these receipts and you can call him out for any of them that you want to. Uh, that's going to be coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. <laughs> All right, our final segment here with Logan Robinson again, uh, owner, founder of BucksGameday.com. Also, Noel game day. also. Uh, MMA, what is it? MMA, I had it pulled up. MMA knockout or UFC yep. knockout, right? MMA and, knockout,
1: uh, either one.
0: Either one works. So make sure you're checking out all of that. Also, check out Logan on Twitter at Logan's Twitty. And now it is prediction time because six days into training camp, it's always fair to make end of training camp predictions. No games. Uh, but you know, look, this isn't going to be your last time on the show, right? So we can come on and we can revise these a little bit. So we already talked about the quarterback for the first preseason game, and and we went with you know the team strategy, kind of what their what their message is, and I agree with all of that. But given what you're seeing, you're talking about the increased you know swagger, a little bit confident. I love, I love, by the way, hearing that Kyle Trask was one of the guys getting in there in that scrum, you know, between uh, Rashad White and the linebacker who. Should not be poking the number one running back on an NFL team right now, um, but I love hearing Kyle Trask taking that leadership role because you know outside of arm talent, outside of the rest of it, like that's something that I think is huge for a quarterback to do. So love hearing that. Given what you've seen so far, not what you think the team will do. This is all Logan Robinson. Hmm. Who do you think? Who's your favorite to win this battle right now? Quarterbacks.
1: In the very end all be all. Uh, I'm I, I think I'm still gonna stick with I think I'm gonna stick with Baker. I think there was a reason why the Buccaneers yeah. obviously brought him in. Yeah, you gotta have the competition. It's nice to have that against Kyle Trask, but I, I want to say that now.
0: Yeah, I can hear the hesitation, which I think is fair. After yeah. the last <laughs> couple
1: of last couple of practices, from what I've seen from Baker it doesn't really help me on that front uh but you know nonetheless though i think baker mayfield he's, he's gonna bounce back and still getting this offense down is gonna be huge for him and you know we've seen him be able to do that at least off of first little jumps and spurts yeah. with the rams but it's a whole different scenario and you know this is an offense that fits baker better mm. but Kyle Trask, if he's going to take care of the ball better, they're going to keep him out there because they can still run this offense. They can do short pass. They don't have to rely on him on big shots. They would like to have that. You know, they've got the weapons at wide receiver, which you know, I know y'all talk about quite a bit, and we've been discussing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the the Buccaneers have a ton of wide receiver talent, and it's it's super fun to watch them in practice and but if you can't get the big shots down and you're giving off interceptions left and right then they're just going to keep it with, with Kyle Trask but I think for week 1 at least week 1 week 2 things might change if, if we're seeing a streak of Baker giving away the ball too much it, it might change but I just think still right now it's 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 Baker's starting job I just think if, if Kyle Trask continues to make these strides and builds that confidence that we're seeing with him, also kind of feeling like he's trying to get on that good side of the of the team. I've just I've not seen that. I've been here covering a few practices and no. now into full-on training camp two years now. I've not seen this kind of demeanor from Kyle Trask. And I'm interested to see if that's gonna help him move on through camp and continue to learn and get better and improve. And you know what? He's got the height advantage. If it helps the deflections, not going up in the air where you're, you know, most defensive linemen, they're looking for that ball right away, linebackers wise, and you're not pressing into double cover. That's something Kyle Trask has done a better job than Baker has. Then, then, you know, Kyle, Kyle's got a chance there, but I think I, I'm not going to just grade off of the last couple of practices for Baker and Sarah, right, that's it. It's a squash. You know, that's Kyle's team. Now I, I still think it's Baker and, We'll see if that changes. Still got a long ways to go going into yeah. day seven tomorrow. So we'll see what ends up happening. But I got Baker in week one.
0: That's perfectly fair. But, but I'll remind everybody, two weeks ago, that hesitation we just witnessed would not have been there. So nope. to me, that's, that's, that's very significant. All right, running back number two, that's something that James and I harped on all offseason during the NFL draft process. We're like, go get an RB2. I don't see an RB2 clear cut right now, but do you have a sense right now of who RB2 might be? Uh, by the time this thing is done
1: so now two days of pads we've seen some hitting we've seen some guys be able to hit the holes right i've really liked what we've seen from Rashad, but we're talking rb2 here uh but i would say out of Edmonds, vaughn i would still stick with vaughn here uh, he actually made a really nice play yesterday that we talked about on twitter hit the hole right also put a nice move on a linebacker you know i know most guys aren't going over here to, you know, we're not making full tackles and such unless you are Rashad White for some reason, but <laughs> yeah, uh, Vaughn, I think is RB too. I think Dave Canales also gave a lot of praise to him in his preseason meeting with the media. But I, I think, I think Vaughn has it Edmonds. You know, I, I just don't think there's a whole crazy wild separation in talent though. And between those two, I think Rashad. Yeah. You see a different kind of caliber running back there. A lot of different attributes and talent he could bring to your offense but, you know, between Edmonds and Vaughn it's, it's very tight there. I really want to mm-hmm. keep an eye on Tucker, too. Sean Tucker, the rookie mm-hmm. running back uh, from the ACC, from Syracuse. You know, me covering Florida State for a long while. I felt like Sean Tucker had been there for, like, six or seven years. But super talented. Mm-hmm. The training camp or the uh, NFL combine, them finding some health, health issues there really hurt him and, wow. and getting drafted. And for the Buccaneers to draft him uh, from uh, – you know, free agency grabbing him there immediately after the draft was huge. You know, we talked about it in our group job, we thought that was a major pickup there that could end up being a massive steal for the Buccaneers. Yep. I think the Buccaneers did a great job outside of the draft. There's a lot of other guys that weren't drafted that they brought into that I think are going to have a good chance of making this 53 man roster. So, but Sean Tucker's one to keep an eye on. He just hasn't had a lot of experience on the field yet. He's still getting acclimated, but. I think as we go into second week of training camp, they're going to take the wheels off, the training wheels off him, and they're going to let him go. So that could shake up between Vaughn and Edmonds, but right now I've got Vaughn as RB2, David.
0: Awesome. Looking forward to uh, to seeing what happens as we get deeper into padded training camp. Then, of course, first preseason game. Let's flip over to the defense now. Give me a, a front seven defensive surprise that you could see coming through uh, during training camp.
1: Real quick, I would say Anthony Nelson, talked about him earlier, but Mm -hmm. I liked what we saw from him last year there. He really took the advantage and his opportunities of getting out there, Shaq Barron, not being able to play. He came in and was recording some sacks, man, and he was kind of unstoppable at times. And I've seen some really nice signs from him and camp, causing some problems, like we said, Gedeke. Uh, also to the other side, you know, Wurfs getting some good work there, but him getting some first team reps has been nice to see. I think Anthony Nelson has a chance to be the Buccaneers' actual sack leader in 2023. Mm. Uh, it's hard to say that too. You look at, uh, you know, you also you always got Vita, but you look at Kalijah Cancy, right. too. One, you know, a player, the first round pick, defensive tackle, who when the pads weren't on, sadly we haven't been able to see him with the pads on because of his injury. Yeah. But whenever we got to see him, I mean. He, he was causing crazy havoc through the middle. I mean, he was, he was pressuring coming through running back quarterback. Doesn't matter who you are. He was recording sacks and TFLs left and right. We'll have to see once he gets pads nice. back on, gets his pads back on, which I've heard is, you know, hopefully going to be sooner rather than later. But, you know, I, I still think Anthony Nelson has a really good chance of being a breakout star for the, for the Buccaneers uh, defense in 2023.
0: It's very interesting. our our locked on bucks every day or as that go back a little while will know that I'm not super high on the Anthony Nelson. So the fact that he's doing well enough in training camp to give you that kind of confidence bodes well for him and and look, at the end of the day, if I'm wrong on a lot of these things, it's good for the bucks and it's good for the bucks It's good for Bucks fans, so I'm happy for everybody out there. Secondary surprise, is there a surprise lurking somewhere in that secondary group?
1: Surprise. um I really like this. I've liked what we've seen from Zion. I mean he's been. Nice. Kind of causing problems for uh, some of the wide receivers, definitely the quarterbacks, too, a lot of deflections. One thing that I think the Buccaneers fans will be really happy to hear is that these DBs are putting themselves in great spots for not just PBUs, but takeaways uh you know from what we've seen from zion and you'll hear from the coaching staff too he's just a lot smarter todd bowles saying that too he just understands the system better he should i mean that's expected going into year two but i think he's going to be a potential guy in the defensive backfield that is going to take that next step i don't think there's much of a question mark right now he will take that next step if i'm going to have some kind of uh you know a bold prediction there he he's Got the physical attributes, but really was just putting it with the smarts and getting down the system that Todd Bowles. And it's not the easiest. Anthony Nelson told us that uh, one day to to the media that, you know, Todd Bowles' defense is not easy to get down. And, you know, Zion going into his year two is expected to take that next step. And uh, there's not been a lot of throws throughout camp where guys are wide open. And that's great to see. You know, there's not going to be a lot of explosive plays allowed in 2023. Which Bucks fans should be really excited to hear these. Yeah. This defensive backroom, I think, has really been maybe one of the more flashy points of camp so far, and that's huge because what do they want to do this upcoming season? Is get to that thirty turn uh, that thirty takeaway number. Anthony Nelson does, didn't Rip. know who made up that number. They think it's someone <laughs> from the outside that made that up, but they're going to stick with yeah. thirty, and that's what they want to make. And, you know, them being and putting themselves in the positions that they have has been great. I mean, when you're going against some of these speedy wide receivers like Devin Tompkins, you know, Trey Palmer's making good grabs. And you look at Cade Warner, too. You know, it's just iron sharpens iron in that defensive backfield. is getting a lot of work in, but they're making a uh, really good impact so far. And, you know, only six days in, but uh, yeah. they're causing some problems for these quarterbacks, man. And it's, it's great to see it's exactly what you want to see in camp. I think Todd Bowles is happy to see it
0: absolutely logan robinson founder and owner of Noel game day bucks game day ufc knockout my boss over at com. make sure you're checking him out there make sure you're checking him out on twitter at logan's twitty Logan, i mean we haven't even talked we didn't even talk we didn't really talk about rashad we talked about his backup but we didn't talk about him we didn't talk yeah. about tristan we didn't talk about the receivers we, there's so much more we could be talking about so we'll have to get you back on the show very very soon until then i appreciate you being down there uh representing the brand like you do in tampa and uh, again Bucks fans, make sure you're giving them a follow. Make sure you're reading everything that we're churning out at Bucksamday.com. Logan, speak to you soon. Thank you, David. All right, guys. We greatly appreciate Logan Robinson for coming through. Of course, coming up tomorrow, James Jarco and I will be back to discuss the Tampa Bay Buccaneers even further. In fact, we'll talk a little bit about that night practice, some news and notes coming out of there, and our reactions to those press conferences. And, of course, there's a whole other practice that's going to go down before we rejoin you for Thursday's episode. So make sure you come back for that. And in the meantime, if you got comments or questions, drop them in the YouTube comments. Email them to lockdownbuckspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter. The show is at Locked On Bucks. I am at D Harrison82. Again, Logan Robinson at logan sweetie Thank you so much for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of the day every day. And make sure or thank you for making us a part of your football routine. If you have anything else Buccaneers related you want to talk about, just hit us up. Over on Twitter. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, fire the cannons, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.